0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Postmatch app with chaps for that Millwall
1: podcast. It finished at the den, Millwall 1, Sunderland. One. Um and I've waited till Sunday to film this, and the reason I've done that is A, because I was probably too pissed to film it yesterday, I'll be honest. Um and second of all, I, I wanted to just sort of give it twenty four hours because I think if you if you uh your sort of emotional reaction after the game, losing the the, the lead and, and drawing one all uh with all the sort of things that happen with the game, we'll get into it with with the ref and with Bennett and things like that. I just wanted to kind of leave it and settle for twenty four hours. Um, before doing it. And I'm glad I did, because when I walked out of that ground yesterday, I um, I felt a draw was a fair result. Um, but on reflection, and watching the extended highlights back over, and am replaying it through my head. I don't think it was. I think we should have won that game. And I think we, we, we just about did enough to win that game. Um, for me, Millwall and Sunderland are two very good sides for very, very different reasons. And I'll, I'll get into that as well in this video. But two very very good sides. Um, I have to give credit Sunderland. Uh, it was our Memorial Day yesterday, and um, they, uh, the, the fans and the staff, um, were really good with that. So fair play. Stuff like that sometimes goes unnoticed, uh, and um, I think that they uh, their fans were were very good and played a part of a, a real good advert for Championship football. Um, apparently, the highest crowd at the Den since 1995. I felt like I've seen it busier. I've definitely seen better atmospheres. It, it was was okay yesterday. I wouldn't say it was anything special. Um, but it was a really good advert for championship football. You've got two teams there um, with different skill sets. I think Sunderland play some really nice football, dare I say it, quite pleasing on the eye. Um, and if you judge that match based on possession and pre-passing and what's pleasing on the eye, then Sunderland deserved at least a point. If you judge it on intensity, aggressiveness, work rate, um, and ultimately chances, then for me, again, I've changed my mind, we deserve to win that game. Um, but anyway, let's get into it. Um, he picks a team that probably, depending on how, knowing how fit Watmore was, was probably the team I'd have picked, to be really honest. So it was George Long in goal. Danny Mack right-back, Murray Wallace left-back, two centre-halves, Jake Cooper and Charlie Cresswell coming in for the injured Sean Hutchinson. Cooper taking the captain's armband and um, I don't know how long Hutchinson's out for, hopefully not long. Um, Mitchell and Saville in the centre, Fleming just ahead, and then a front three of Bennett, Bradshaw in the middle, and then George Honeyman on the right-hand side. And in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing because I think I would have probably started what more of a Honeyman? And... I'm now going to say something I didn't think I would say, which I think George Honeyman was our man of the match. I really, really think he was our best player. Um, I'll get into each of the individuals in a moment, but I I thought George Honeyman was brilliant. He um, scored a goal, which was disallowed. We'll we'll get into that goal in a moment, but, you know, he he did that. His intensity was superb. His work rate, everything positive we did came for him. He had another good opportunity um, in the... uh, in the second half where the keeper makes a really good save, he was just really front foot today. Um, I thought he had a good game against Cardiff and I thought he was really, really good yesterday. So George Honeyman was my man of the match. Maybe he did have a little bit of extra bite because it was Sunderland, but regardless, um, I thought he was really good yesterday. Um, so he he he, uh, he gets my man of the match. In terms of the goals, so uh, first half, we uh, still got a bit of a, a lost voice from yesterday. Apologies to anyone who was sitting near me, by the way. Um, I, uh, yeah, I lost myself a few times with, with the, some of the refereeing decisions, which we'll get into in a moment. But yeah, nonetheless, first half kicks off and um, it's a good game, to be fair. And I don't think they have a shot on goal, a shot on target, at least. Uh, they only have four in the whole game. But in the first half, we, we, really, we really took it to them. Um, we had uh, a couple of really good opportunities. And for me, the refereeing decisions start to fall down when we should have had a penalty for Bradshaw. Now for those of you who have been watching these videos, um, thank you if you do, Um, but for those of you that do watch these videos, you'll know that I very rarely comment on the ref. But I'm going to have to because Thomas Bramall, I'm sure that's your name, you had an absolute shocker yesterday and you should be relegated from referee and championship matches, which is your standard I checked you out last night after... I couldn't believe how bad you were yesterday. Um and you, you uh, I just I just couldn't believe it, to be honest. It was one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen in a long, long, long time down there. Um and the first thing you got wrong was Tom Bradshaw should have had a penalty. And I am not being biased. If there's any Sunderland fans watching this, watch it and um leave your bias at the door and you will agree with me that Tom Bradshaw, we should have had a penalty in that first half. The Cooper one wasn't the penalty for me. Um I think he um uh, he went down too softly. But Bradshaw, one hundred per cent of penalty. That's the first decision that goes wrong. Then we have a couple more chances. Bennett has a good chance. Uh, ball's cut back. I think it was from Honeyman driving at them. Um and Bennett j- just wide. Uh and then our kind of our chance for our disallowed goal, again some good work. I think it's Cresswell who makes a few different makes a few challenges. The ball then managed to find its way with Bennett. Um he sort of holds it up quite nicely, takes his man on, then sort of cuts it back to Fleming. Fleming has a shot, keeper Sort of, he saves it, but he sort of pushes it out directly in front of him. And Honeyman, like all good forward players, should follows up and puts it in the back of the net. Now, I didn't celebrate because I didn't see the linesman run back to the halfway line, and I thought, "What's going on here?" And initially, I thought he was going to give off to, offside to Honeyman. Honeyman wasn't offside. He gave offside to George Savile, who apparently was in an offside position and interfering with the eye line of the goal, of the goalkeeper. Now. I've seen them given, for sure. And at the end of the day, you have to leave that down to the interpretation of the referee. But if you're not 100% sure that that has affected the goalkeeper's ability to save it, you cannot disallow it. And for me, the keeper, he saves it. It's not like he actually saves it. And the shot comes from such a distance that I don't think Savile completely blocks his eyesight. Um, He gets that wrong for me, the referee. Um and you know, Mowbray's got a point of view, Rowett's got a point of view on it. But regardless, we should be one 0 up at half time. You know, we should be one 0 up at half time. Um then the thing that was the final straw for me from a refereeing perspective was um I haven't seen seen it, but it looks like it was an off-the-ball incident with Mason Bennett. He sort of gets tangled with someone, I think. I wasn't looking. Um and then immediately, uh, all the players, including the Sunderland fans, are calling for the um uh, for the stretcher, because um, it doesn't look good, and I'll come on to Mason Bennett in a moment. But I really, really hope that he's okay. And everyone's calling for the stretcher. The referee does not stop the ball to stop to stop it. He then he, so he lets play go on, and then despicably he doesn't even go and check on Bennett. He blows the time whistle and just just trods off. And and I just I can't get mad around that. I I can. I can forgive everyone. everyone makes a few uh, sort of mistakes from a referee perspective, but the way he handled that Bennett situation is a shambles. So, it, 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 yeah, I mean, words words defy me, to be perfectly honest. It's just completely unacceptable. Um, but we go in at half time, better side in my opinion. Um, they had a 10-minute spell and then they had a 10-minute spell in the second half where ultimately they scored. But we come out, we're on the front foot again and we're a much better team again and you know, listening to the extended highlights the 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 guy who's commentating is talking about us peppering them and being you know it's only a matter of time and then eventually the goal does come and it comes from um uh, I think it was a corner or a free kick that's half cleared um Cooper then he's he's, he's on his ass and he manages to lob the keeper with his right foot from being on his backside and a fantastic finish. If you watch it, he's very, very clever. I don't know if he meant it, probably knowing Cooper, he didn't. But um, we're 1-0 up, deservedly so for me. Um, and you're then looking to kill the game off. Now, a lot of people can sit there and say, well, we sat back. Now, there's a couple of things with that. First of all, I sit right near Rowit. Um and not in the dugout, unfortunately. But I sit right near Rowit. And again, you don't know what you don't know. But the amount of times I see him trying to get players up the pitch, I honestly don't think it's being coached in them. Um, I could be wrong, you know, and I'm I'm happy to be wrong. But I just, you know, it doesn't seem to be a direction from Rowit to sit back. At the end of the day, Sunderland are a good side. They've got players like Diallo, who is one of the best players in the championship for me. I mean, he's on loan from Manchester United. Manchester United bought him for £25 million plus add-ons. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, and if you look at his stats... You have got Patrick Roberts, who's played for—I'm sure he's played for Man City and Celtic—and uh, Pritchard, who was once a 10 million pound player. The less said about him, the better. Um, they've got Jack Clark, which was a 10 million pound player. Tottenham paid 10 million for him. So they have got some really good players, and you could tell they're—they're they're a striker short. Which I know, obviously, they've watched Stewart and Ellis Sims. They're a striker short, in my opinion, being a top six side. They—they they really are. Um, and they're—they're um, they're a good—they're a, good, they're a good side, to be fair. And I've always uh, quite liked Tony. Mo- He's never said a bad word about us, and and we struggle to beat his teams. So, um, but but nonetheless, um, the other thing as well in terms of sitting back, we haven't dropped a point. If this stat, someone tweeted this yesterday, so was wrong. I don't know who it was, but I blame them. We haven't lost a point, or we certainly haven't lost the game from a winning position. So, the sitting back thing that annoys us all, it works, and yesterday it should have done, and it would have done. Had we, A, not have conceded a stupid free kick, which was Mr Savile's fault, who otherwise had a very good game. I'll come on to rating all the players in a moment. And then George Long, like, I turned the corner with George Long and I actually changed my mind and said, actually, you know what? I think he deserves his number one spot. But if you come for those sort of crosses, you have to get them. You have to get there. And he sort of half hesitated and then he comes and then unfortunately all he comes and gets is... um, Sirkin's face, who heads the ball into the net, and obviously it a—it must have been a painful one because he literally got a smack straight in the chops from George Long. But I can't sit here and say if he stays in his line, he catches it because I don't know the angles. But you have to if you come for those, you have to get them, and he didn't. And and I think that was their only chance. I don't think they created much. Yeah, they had loads of possession, and they, and they played nice stuff. And as I said, they got some very good players. But for all of that, they didn't really create much. Um. We then, you know, we change the game. We bring on Vogel, um, We bring on Burke. Um, Huff and puff, but we really create much more. Obviously, there wasn't much time left in the game. Um, and then you walk away from it thinking... Um, and it is frustrating because we, we could have won that. But I honestly don't think, other than that, obviously George Long, uh, you know, maybe making a cock-up for, for that goal, I think we played well. And I think, as I say, you know... And I might get criticised for saying this. I think Sunderland's 11 on paper is better than ours. But what they don't have is they don't have a group of players that literally give everything. And I genuinely mean it. You can see it. You can see it on the pitch. And, um, yeah, it is frustrating. And I think anyone who finishes above Sunderland will be in the top six. Uh, It's two sides that, for me, with very different styles, but they're both a centre-forward short of being a top six side. Um, And I love Bradshaw. I really do. But I think you... you, um, you put a real top quality centre forward in that team for Millwall, and I think we're a very, very good side. Um but it is what it is. Uh in terms of ratings in for players, so George Long, I can't really you know, he he did he 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 did didn't have to do much. there was one cross that he parried and another than that was the cock up for the goal. Um so not not the greatest from George Long. I thought Danny Mack was really solid. Uh Jack Clark did nothing and that was down to Danny Mack. So uh, Danny Mack was really good. Um and he's really he, he seems to be growing in confidence. Um, getting forward uh, and looking at Homer in, in a back four so uh, Danny Mack had a good game I want to give um, kudos to Cresswell because obviously a lot of people have, have, have slated him and rightly so he's made some really bad cock-ups but whether he wanted to stay because there were offers definitely definitely were offers from from Stoke after they sold Souter whether he wanted to stay or Leeds weren't willing to do business I don't know but you cannot question his passion. And oh, you can't question his game for 95% of the time. He's just got the mistake in him. That's all. But yesterday, I thought he was brilliant. To come back in the team the way he did, I thought Cresswell was, was really, really good. And right up there for me with, with our man of the matches, but not quite. Cooper, again, decent game. Scored the goal um, and did, did nothing wrong, ultimately. And and something about Cooper I just want to talk about whilst I'm, whilst I'm uh, mentioning his name is... If I understand correctly, his contract comes up next summer, not this summer, next summer, contrary to what, what people are saying. I think it's vital that we extend his contract because I think he's now coming up to he's 250 games plus for Millwall. And I honestly think, and I don't use this term loosely, I honestly think he, if he signs a new deal and stays with us for the rest of his career, he'll go on to be a Millwall legend. I genuinely mean that, and I, I don't put... You know, people talk about what defines a leg and things like that, but I think he will end up possibly, if he does sign a new contract, playing sort of three, four, five hundred games for Millwall. And he gives it his all. You know what you get with Jake Cooper. Um and I really hope we sort his contract out. I think that's one of the more important bits of business we need to do in the summer. Um so uh thank you, Jake. Uh Billy Mitchell and Jules Savoy had good games. Billy was his normal self, industrious. Um I love Harry's more forward thinking as well. Uh, you know, I, I, everyone knows I'm a Billy Mitchell fan. He's had priority here for me. Um, a few misplaced pass, missed placed passes. I can't say it, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yesterday, which was uncharacteristic for him, but um, still had a good game overall. I thought Sav was really good. Uh, stupid foul to give away, but um, other than that, his overall game was really, really good. And I think he runs Honeyman close from man of the match. But for me, Honeyman, as again, I've already talked about him. I won't talk about him anymore. He was brilliant. Um, Fleming... He is—he's he's clearly our best player. He's clearly our best player, but I want more from him because I know he can. He's not involved enough. He does things, and you're like, wow, like just oozes class. But we need to get more out of him for me uh, because he's capable of it, and uh, we need to find a way of playing that gets more out of him in 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 um across ninety minutes. But he had a decent game. Bennett, I thought, had a great game before he went off. He was causing him problems for sure. He was pushing him back. And the thing is, people say, you say what you want about Bennett, right? And yes, he is made of glass. And obviously, yesterday is, is you know, um, representative of that. But when he plays, he gives his all. And he, for me, when he's fit, he's in the first 11. Unfortunately, now, I don't know. I think his contract's up in the end of the summer. And I'm, I'm not too sure he'll end up being there. So that might be the last time we see him, which is a shame. Because everyone always talks about how positive and how he's a he's a real character in the dressing room. His little things as well, like yesterday, and I know this might sound stupid to some, but um, when they were warming up, when they come out to um, let him come, he was singing. I could see him singing as he was sort of warming up and stretching. He was singing the words. And when we scored, the celebration that he had, like he, he genuinely cares. And I like players like that at Millwall. We all do. Um, and it's a real shame. And if that is the end of Bennett for Millwall, um, I, I will be gutted, genuinely. So, regardless, whatever happens, I hope he's okay, and it wasn't as too bad as as it looked because it didn't look great. And in Bradshaw, I love Bradshaw. Uh, I won't ever a word, you know, bad word said about him. Um, and ultimately, if he was a better sort of centre forward, if you like, he wouldn't be playing at Millwall. Um, you get you get what you get with Bradshaw. He works hard. He, you know, he's relentless for the team. He defends from the front, which is the way we play. We have to have. And I think if you put someone in there who doesn't do that, does although you might get more goals out of them, does the does the system break down? I don't know. So it wasn't his greatest game yesterday. Um, and I would like to have a different option. And I think ultimately the transfer market shows that um, we didn't we didn't manage to get that over the line. Final player, what player I want to talk about? Oh, it was Whatmore. Came on second half. First ten minutes, I don't think he touched the ball, and I was like, oh god. But then after a while. He really grew into the game and you could see what you're going to get from him. He's like a he's like a seven out of ten Jed Wallace. He you know, he's like a road runner, runs with a ball, pacey, he's got quite a good touch, can use both feet, um, and works really hard for the team. So I, I really liked the sort of cameo appearance from Watman. I think he's gonna be a really, really good player. So that was some good business. But I think ultimately we are a proper centre forward, um, short of um a top six side, and I think that could cost us um I'm just reading me notes, sorry. Uh but I think I think ultimately they uh you've got two good sides there and I think we both could be a centre forward short of finishing the playoffs. But let's see. We've got a busy uh February. Um QPR next, they're not in great form. Good opportunity for us to go there and beat them, and I really don't like QPR. Um I would absolutely love to beat them given the history over the last few years. Uh and that's all that's it really. Just the only other thing I mentioned on my me notes was just the I thought Danny Ballard had a really good game. Um which is a shame, obviously. But it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. And and, uh, if we had one and a half million to spend, we spent it on Fleming and over Ballard. And I think Fleming was more needed than Ballard. So you can't really argue that. But I thought we had a really good game, to be fair. Him and Danny Bat at the back are a very good and solid championship pairing. And Sunderland haven't scored from a set piece all season until yesterday. And that is the reason we didn't win the game. But look, um, we're still seventh. We win our game in hand. We're in the playoffs. And that's all we can ask for. Um, and let's just get behind them now between the end of the season because uh, who knows, this uh, this league could be anyone's. So hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you for listening to me. Please do like, subscribe, comment, say what you want, call me what you want, don't care. This is all about um, a bit of fun and hopefully giving you a, an honest account of, um, of, uh, of how the game was yesterday. So um, yeah, enjoy your Sunday and I'll catch you all soon. Bye for now.